Hey guys, this is Watching People Cook, Master Chef Junior Season 7, Episode 8, Kids Bop Kitchen. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And I would call this episode Negative 10 Cans of Tuna. <laughs> I think that's a great title. I prefer that title over <laughs> Kids Bop. Uh, Kids Bop with a Z, for sure. Yes. Um, so we have the, the special guest. Um, which are the Kids Bop Kids. Mm -hmm. And I have never heard of them before, um, but I do have to say that they really do remind me of Kids Incorporated from way back when. And I mentioned it on our last episode, but I did a little research. Um, so I thought I'd share with you um, former Kids Incorporated kids that went on to bigger and better things. Um so they include Fergie, which probably is the most famous. Um, do you know any of them? Uh, only what you mentioned last okay. time. Mario Lopez, uh, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. who was on Saved by the Bell and then is like maybe a, uh, a host. No, I think he just hangs out outside of malls in LA with a microphone. <laughs> That's right. It's um the Grove. I think he that's his his hangout is the Grove. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm -hmm. who's been around forever, and then the one that surprised me was Eric Balfour. I think that's how you say his name. He's probably my favorite on the list, and he's the guy with that was on Six Feet Under. That was like the troubled um, friend of the little sister. Mm -hmm. Her name was maybe Claire on the show. I can't remember. He was on 24 as well. And he is in an upcoming Manson Girl project, which wow. I'm curious about. That's interesting. Um, I actually have uh, kids, kids bop opinions as well. Uh, because um, I... I think that it's a a censored, boulderized uh, uh, version of songs, and uh, it's interesting to me that they they want everything to be kid accessible, so they re-record songs without lyrics that would be kid appropriate. I know it's weird. Like um, Aaron, little kid Aaron, even says he never thought he was going to meet them, but he loves that they censor the bad words out of the contemporary. So songs he can enjoy them too with his grandma. Yeah, which I I I I I remember there was a video rental store in Utah that would edit out the bad parts of movies and then rent them out, which filmmakers yeah. got really upset about. Um, but that was modifying the original yeah. thing. So I guess asking if you can record a cover of it with new lyrics uh, is better? I don't but... know. I mean, I when I was in the eighth grade and I volunteered at the school library, mm -hmm. um, one of my roles or my jobs that was assigned to me was to read the books that were maybe on the cutting edge. And physically have to black out the bad words or even the bad cha chapters. Like, present day Pepper would be appalled by that. I am appalled by that. But, you know, I didn't know any better. Like, I just thought I was doing my job. I know. It sounds like That's a plot cool. line on AP Bio. 
<laughs> it kind of very similar, huh? Yeah. It was. It's kind of. It's kind of horrific to like think that well, we're censoring stuff from kids. And you know, um, Devo actually, when they started Kids Bop, they um, hired their own kids to do versions of the Devo songs and sent them on tour and called it Devo 2.0. Oh, is this true? Yeah, and they rewrote all their songs oh. with um, kids lyrics kind of as an experiment with how bad they thought the whole thing was. Yeah. So they were like, well, we're going to do it to ourselves. Because they also did um, an album of Muzak versions of their own songs. I remember that. So yeah. that one of the things they did was Devo 2.0, which was an all-kids version of Devo with cleaned-up lyrics. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the, sen- like, censoring. It's... I guess I kind of understand, but I really, I don't, I don't. But those kids sure can dance. Well, they, they can. Um, so <laughs> the judges start dancing as well within like their, whatever their genre was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like that Christina Tosi called herself Little Miss Springfield and start starts doing like 90s. I was wondering if that was an official title or just something that was in Christina Tozzi's head. I think it was maybe in her head. Gotta love an Ohio girl. <laughs> so then the other really weird thing about the Bob ki- Bob kids um, that they do before the actual mystery box challenge is revealed, they start giving a dance lesson right. to the judges and during the dance lesson, they're also lip syncing. It was just so weird. The whole thing was so weird. Yeah, I, I, that's one of those things that even as a kid would have made me incredibly uncomfortable. I can see that. I would have just been like trying to find my way out of the room. Like, yeah. or sinking down behind the counter, <laughs> hoping that, like, the camera didn't catch me in the background so that someday I would have to explain being present for, for that. <laughs> well, but that's me. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> and that's my know, personality. We try so. not to be super critical because this is a, a show you for, know, kids. for kids and with kids. But I do wonder, I think that there are other countries that perhaps watch Master Chef Junior, um, U.S. version. And they must just be so, like, confused as to what American culture is and what, like, it's... See, I think think this is is more like foreign television that I've seen. So I think this is actually closer to what TV is like in other places because this is an international show. And I'm betting they did, they do this on all of them. So I don't think that people are, in my opinion, like, people are questioning, like, why is American culture this way? I think they're, it's more like us... Well, like, I could see like like K-pop maybe, but I mm-hmm. you know I just don't see like maybe in England that that they're doing something like this. But who knows? Could be. Um, I don't know. Let us know, listeners, if you well, have ex- well, <laughs> examples of your versions of kids kids bop. Well, and then they said that the kids bop kids chose what was in the box. Which was so weird because it sounded like it was a, a a writer for within a contract of, but is it? Well, I and yes, they made it sound that way, and um, they they kind of implied that there were some real ingredients from the kids there, because there were potato chips and um, a few other strawberries, which I think one of them really liked. Yeah. But I it was wrote a bunch down, of miscellaneous snacks. Well, I wrote and down, a pork chop and chicken breast. <laughs> I wrote down some things that were in the box that I can almost guarantee that no kids bop kids was like, you know what you should include, okay. which includes um, chicken. 
yams, <laughs> broccoli, cabbage, and kale. Those were all in the box. The one that's the most likely never to have been chosen would be cabbage. Like, yeah. can you imagine like bopping it was red around? Cabbage too. Yeah, because and many of those ingredients cost like gas. Right. So they're performers. That I agree. I think that it suspect. could be called kids farts with a Z in <laughs> the end of that. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what it well, is. The other I'm sure that a lot of, you know, some of those kids, I would think that most of the kids' bop performers were actual children, but I question a couple of them. They seem to be teetering on the edge of adulthood. They menudo out. (laughs) They're a menudo group where, like, they replace them with you. Because they said, you know, they've been at the top of the chart for eight years. So they they replace people. But they're chasing their dreams. They they sure are. So um, going into the mystery box challenge um just a a couple of um a couple of quickly we can go through a couple of the dishes but kyle makes an apple stuffed pork chop um he says he's gonna dance his way to the top three Uh uh-oh inspired by kids bop um so there's a little foreshadowing there and i could i just say too one of the interesting things that they did in this first part is um, they didn't spend a lot of time on Matthew, but they just kept cutting to Matthew uh, struggling with equipment. It was <laughs> well, like it while would be he's like, wearing like a little truck and construction yeah, shirt. But it was like in between other people talking, they'd show Matthew like trying to squeeze lemons with a lemon squeezer with I both know. hands. Like the whole time, he was just like struggling with equipment. I know. I just I wish like Ted Allen would just pop up and help him, be <laughs> and his help helper. Him. Yeah. Um, so Brielle made a strawberry shortcake. Um, a, a bunch of the kids make chicken dishes, including Aaron, Ivy, which they didn't show much Ivy at all no. in this episode. I kind of missed it. Um, Malia, um, Che um, also makes uh, chicken. And then this is the first we learn that Che lost his father, which no, is pretty so sad. sad. It's really I know. sad. Um, JL makes, um, a no-bake cheesecake, and we also learn that her dream is, they feature her a little bit, her dream is to open, um, a bakery back in Rhode Island called Sugar Sugar. Which is a good name. I thought it was a great name. Um, and she ends up in the top three. Um, she says it's her time to shine. Aron gives her really good feedback and says the only, um, only thing that could be improved is maybe if she took a blowtorch to her berries. <laughs> which which is a very chopped judge thing to say because what he's basically saying is she took a basket ingredient from chopped and didn't do anything to it and just put it on there. She yeah. didn't do anything. She to didn't modify it. it. Yeah. She didn't modify it. So it's just basically she did what you would normally do with a cheesecake with strawberries on it and she just cut the strawberries and put it on the cake. Yeah. And yeah. She, he wanted her to finagle with it. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't talk about um, Aron's outfit when he was a baby. We haven't gotten to that. Oh, okay. We'll get, we'll get to that. I, I have thoughts. All right. um, uh, and then re- when they go to read, I, it just he, he also is one of my favorites. And I always have to remind myself, he is only eight years old. Reed and Matthew are the same age. Right. And um, I, I can... After reading one of the behind-the-scenes interviews yeah. with kids in the show, I think Reed and his family have been watching YouTube videos in the hotel room. Oh, tell me more. 
Well, they just, they practice. Yeah. And they don't really have a kitchen in the hotel room. So a lot of the kids, they like to bone up on things that maybe are their weak point or yeah. look for new ways to do it. And when he approached this challenge. Yeah, it was, I thought it was so adorable because he said he was going to make c- cookies and cream pan colada. Right. And um, I, what I love, because, you know, I'm the queen of malapropisms, um, I love that he knew exactly what he was going to make. He knew how to make it. Well. He, very well. I mean, he ends up winning right. the challenge. Right. He just struggled with how to pronounce it and understanding um, the, what exactly it meant. Right, which, which is why I think, like, he probably, like, got the... It's like when yeah. you read something in a book, yeah, and you don't never heard no, the word I, said aloud before. I know before. exactly what right, it is. and so it's like I think it's the same with the YouTube video thing, where you watch this and you know exactly how to yeah. make it, but then like the pronunciation slips right out of yeah. your head. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Yeah, um, but um, it was nice to see that he did make a um, a, a delicious dessert. Um, and he ends up winning the challenge, which is great because Christina tastes it and she says, wow. And it seemed very authentic. And she said she could eat it for days. Um, and her only criticism was that maybe he could use a little less whipped cream. Right. And so he wins and he gets to choose one person. Yes. And surprisingly... He chooses Aaron. Yeah, seems like they're buddies, which is great. Well, he says, this is another reason why I love Reed. He says it feels awesome to share the advantage with his buddy. Yeah. And he picked Aaron because he said Aaron is such a nice guy. And one of the best cooks, he yeah. says, too. Yeah. So I thought that was really sweet. I did, too. I did, too. I, I liked it. Um, so going into the elimination challenge, they feature the judges as children. Um, and so baby Aron, there's a photo of him and he's really, really cute. Yes. Um, and then they show big Aron where in the same outfit, which are coveralls. Which you would wear. You know I love coveralls and overalls. I guess they're more overalls. And they had they had a little pattern on the front. Yeah, he had like a little bandana like shirt maybe on underneath it. And then we later see that he's not wearing any shoes, which I thought was was kind of funny. So I really like the judges as children. I just wasn't I wasn't sure how I felt about the fit of Big Arone's um coveralls that's all well i i um i have to say uh (laughs) that i what one interesting just show note for it is they did a double reveal which is they did a reveal to the two people that won and then repeated the same reveal to the kids in exactly the same way which usually they don't do it that way in the show if they're going to reveal it they reveal it to everybody at once they don't do a double reveal where they reveal it to some and then repeat it again exactly the same way. You're right. So, so I, I wonder if it had to do with like production. They were in their kids' outfits or they didn't yeah. want... Like I would think that they would reveal to everybody the three things, then take right. um, Reed and Aaron in the back and then they pick. Well, and part of the reason that they don't do those double reveals is they have to do a... Um, they don't want to judge in those costumes. 
so they have to change so we'll, they may have actually filmed on t- the two parts on two different days because um then they pretended that they changed out of their outfits while the kids were shopping and they yeah. had two of the kids say oh how did that happen so fast which it just it wasn't even the yeah. same day probably yeah, it was interesting. Um, but baby, baby, um, Arone, his favorite food as a child was cheese. Right. Um, so that's one of the um, ingredients that Reed and Aaron can pick from. And then Christina, oh my gosh, she she actually made me laugh out loud when I was watching this show, is because she said, you know, it looks like I'm wearing my a Christmas dress, but nope, it's just a no, normal day in August, which just that just kind of hit my funny bone. Yeah. she's so adorable. She's kind of got a little Dutch boy haircut, much very similar to Gordon Ramsay's hair. I know. And one of the things that I thought was hilarious was that in the second reveal, when she went out to the larger group yeah. of kids, um, the girls reacted that she's kind of a style maven for them. Yes, she so absolutely So this is. dress was kind of a step backwards in that. And they were like, Christina, what are you doing? Because they had <laughs> already given their heart to her for that cupcake yeah. dress moment. And so now this was like a step backwards. Yeah. But then once they got into the spirit of it, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, they they liked it. And her favorite food as a child, which she says is very similar to her favorite food as an adult, um, is breakfast cereal. Um, and not just like healthy breakfast cereal, but like the super sugary bre- breakfast cereal, which is kind of nice to see in this day yeah. and age. And then um, Gordon Ramsay comes has shows his picture and to me it looked like he was a ginger as well as yeah. a child yes um but sadie seattle sadie says gordon ramsay looks like a blonde version of herself yeah and he says he looks like a fat ed Sheerham. that's what gordon yeah. ramsay said yeah that's the singer that um performs with um i don't know tay tay i think I mean, he's pretty famous. I yeah. think he's pretty famous. He's a ginger singer, though. Yeah, ginger ginger singer. So, um, Gordon's ingredient, favorite childhood food, was canned tuna. So, um, the Reed and Aaron get to pick. Um, but this is the funny thing. So, Reed says he wants to give everyone a fair chance um, prior to revealing what they picked. But then they pick the canned tuna. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious and great. Uh, I think that was the correct choice. Absolutely. I like how Malia squeaks out in her adorable voice. Thanks a lot, Reed. And she's one of the sweetest kids. So for her to like kind of give a little shade and like, well, whoa. And I have to say, too, this is not only punishing the other chefs. This is a good punishment for the judges. It's a great punishment for the judges. This is better than a tuna dump. Is it? I think it is because they have to actually eat it. So <laughs> that's the, true. That's the true. judges have to eat what they make, and I don't want to jump ahead. So okay, well let's. So uh, this is one of the things that I've been hearing about and I've been reading about are things that are going by the wayside um, present day um, based on the the changing. Um, landscape for millennials and i've read that the tuna industry is real canned tuna industry is really struggling um because 
uh, younger generations of, of people are not eating canned tuna, which who, how can you blame them? Right. And um, we also learned that a lot of these contestants, these young chefs, have never even tried canned tuna. Right. And Ben says he has negative 10. <laughs> in his pantry cans, at his home. Pantry. My favorite thing, though, about the announcement of the canned tuna was uh, Matthew tried to be Matthew and do a fist pump. And he gave up halfway through when he thought about it because his arm went up for his usual like, yes. Yeah. And then it kind of flopped down because he was like, I don't know. And as I, I said to you when we were watching, now Matthew has to use a, a can opener. Yeah. Did they show that? They didn't show him specifically, but they showed a montage of people with can openers yeah. uh, opening up the cans of tuna. Yeah. So going into like the cook, um, oh, prior to that, it looks like Che and um, Jayla are buddies. Mm-hmm. I kind of noticed them, they kind of like yeah. hanging out a little bit. So that's a, that's a friendship to look for in the future. It's nice. Um, so Malia makes spicy tuna sushi um, based on her heritage. She's made a lot of sushi with her great-grandmother, which I think is really sweet. Yes. Um, and it's a sign of um, luck. Um, for the new year. For the new year, yeah. yeah. So Gordon tastes it. He says that... Um, there's a lot of finesse in her dish. And he thought it was incredible. And that she's automatically in the top ten. And then later they say it's the best dish of the night. So right. she won this competition. But he was just like, we don't even need to go through the judging. You're through. Yeah. It was it was that, cool. like no one's gonna top yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Brielle. She is making a tuna pot pie, which I didn't think was a necessarily a bad idea. But she, her execution is tough. First, she forgets to add the tuna. Right. Um, and then what you know that the writing is on the wall when Gordon starts with the oh dears. I counted them. He said, oh dear, at least, or oh dear, or dear oh dear, at least six times. And I think they're legally required to say something nice to the kids, especially the younger kids. So he says, <laughs> seafood goes with peas. peas. Yeah. That yeah. was his legally required nice comment. I do have to say that Brielle, during the judging, she really did put on a brave face. She did. And I was just like, I was rooting for her. And I just thought that was probably one of the toughest things that little girl had to do and she did it so well and she's done so well so far and yeah. it's like i've i've said before she just had a time meltdown yeah i think it was about time i think it was about not feeling comfortable with the ingredients she got rushed. yeah yeah so you know she does go home and this um in this challenge but she definitely has done well in the competition yeah. So they kind of go over a couple of folks quickly. Matthew made a tuna cake with corn salsa. He says he's never made real tuna or canned tuna. <laughs> that his looks so gross to me. I know. I heard you like make make an audible sound. <laughs> it's like a, a an undercooked tuna cake on um, corn. Yeah, I loved how he did a spin with the judges, though. He said he pan-fried it instead of deep-frying it because he wanted to keep the tuna flavor. Ooh. It looks like he's learning a little strategy from Seattle Sadie. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, okay, so the one there, there was one that made me physically feel a little ill. 
Um, but I have to say, Kyle's, uh, he made um, pot, like Taglatelli with Putinesca. That one looked real rough to me. Um, and he couldn't even taste the tuna. He he said the only time he ever had tuna was in kindergarten, and he vomited. Right, and then Gordon Ramsay made him try it. Yeah. And he spit, he spit it, out. it out. Yeah. Um, but it, this is the this is the confidence of Kyle. He thinks he nailed the dish. Right, and Aaron screamed out when he said he was making pasta. That's risky. <laughs> I'm like, Aaron was right. <laughs> yeah. And even Christina Tozzi, she's judging. And they did the, you think it's a fake out? She goes, hmm, before the commercial. And then comes back. And then the her judgment was pretty accurate, but pretty tough. Um, she says she doesn't get tuna in the dish. I would I would say, thank goodness. Um, but uh, who wants tuna with, um, what was it, ricotta he put on it? Or a goot? Depending on, <laughs> depending on your pronunciation. Um so she says everything is masking the tuna flavor, including the dried the dried herbs on top. That's never a good idea. No. So Kyle goes home in this right. this challenge too. Um, so then Che, they quickly they go through his Niswa salad with a tuna cake. Um, Arone really liked it. I thought it looked really good. Yeah. Um, and Arone even like makes it like a sound of joy when he's tasting it. Um, Jayla made a tuna cake with salsa and corn, but she couldn't taste it because she's allergic to seafood, like Bethany from Real Housewives. I don't know. Is, is that a thing to be allergic to all seafood? Uh, well, here's the thing I've learned because, you know, I do yeah, watch yeah. Real Housewives of New yeah. York. And usually people who are allergic to seafood, including my um, some of my siblings, yeah. a good handful of them, it's shellfish. Right, right, right. Um, but then you also have people that are allergic to all fish hmm. and then you have people who are allergic to all fish not including shellfish which is bethany from real housewives interesting yeah so i think it's really in interesting i just did not know that yeah um but matthew tells jayla you should be proud of yourself in his cute encouraging way um ben has never eaten canned tuna okay so ben's dish david <laughs> it would looked it looked like cat food with rice. Well, it was it was tuna curry, or as I call it, lovers curry. <laughs> we, we've been, we've been watching watch... Shit's Creek. Yeah, which and, we, I totally I highly and, recommend. Uh, when David and Stevie uh, pretend to be a honeymoon couple at the hotel, they offer them a free meal of lovers curry, and which they take. <laughs> which Stevie ends up sleeping in the bathtub that night. And it's yeah, the, it's a great show. But this is, that was that was haters' curry, lovers' curry. So, oh. uh, it 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 looked. I think Aron said it looks like a lot of food, and I think part of that is he has to taste it. So it oh. just it would be like ah. Oh, that man. one would have been tough for me to get through. I, I don't think I, I could have. Yeah, I like how Ben says he wants to. Um, he likes to travel. Wants to visit Thailand. And if we remember, he's also the child that did the cooking class in Spain. So, must be a tough life. I do think he will probably go to Thailand soon, um, where I do not believe they've ever made canned tuna no, curry. I hope not. Quite in the same way that Ben I hope does. Not. He's in the bottom, but he's safe. Right. Um, that looks so, that was so disgusting. 
it looked disgusting. It did look disgusting. Um, so then um, Seattle Sadie made tuna croquettes. But we learn, I think that she has been to um, a local Seattle novelty company store because she said that she wants 19 cats and wants to be a crazy cat lady. Right. Um, So anybody who's familiar with Seattle knows that um, one of the best stores here in Seattle sells a product. They they not only sell it, but it is one of their original products. It's the crazy cat lady. She says 19 is her lucky number because of the 19th, the 19th amendment, which allowed women the right to vote. And um, I like Gordon Ray's response. I think a lot of women should vote all the time, which is <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's like saying I'm for the environment. Yes. yes. The environment is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, in her judging, um, or Christina says um, it's uh, wow, and it's probably the most elegant elegant dish um, ever made from a can of tuna. Yeah. Um, so um, they didn't. We didn't see, get to see Ivy or Rashad this no. episode very much. Nope. Um, and you know, as we said, um, it was Brielle who went home, and Kyle went home, um, and I think that uh, Ben was. Just by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And um, if he ate any of that, I wouldn't want to be the seat of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Um, there were, were tears on the exit, which is yeah. so hard. Well, that Brielle, I mean, she's just a doll of the so sweet tender. and worked so hard. So to see yeah. her go, especially, yeah. I mean, both of them. But Kyle, her, too. Kyle, too. But her, especially, just because... Um, it was a rough one because I, I honestly think she does know how to make a pot pie and she Absolutely. just lost her way. Yeah, lost her steam. And she just, lost her steam yeah. and it and I that always makes me the saddest when it's yeah. not somebody tried their hardest and someone just outcooked them, but when they just they lost it during yeah. the thing. I think that her downfall, I think that she's made a lot of pot pies and I think she was so in her head and so like focused on making the pot pie that I think she lost she lost like connection to hey, in this moment I have tuna and I have this much time. I think she was just like kind of kind of lost, lost yeah. in the challenge. Um but there was a little commercial for MasterChef Adults, mm-hmm. which starts on May 29th. So I think we need to decide if we're going to maybe do yeah. that for watching people cook. We'll talk it, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about Yeah. I, I would imagine that we're going to be a little bit tougher because they are um, adults versus children. Well, I wish it was MasterChef Canada. Oh, I love that show. I know, because that, that that's one. the one we get most passionate about. But. Yeah, I just I, everything about that show I love. Um, next week we're gonna have a pasta challenge. Um, it looks like it's the first challenge, you know, the first mm-hmm. half of the show mm-hmm. with your favorite. It's a tomato sauce dump. Yep, marinara dump. Which kind of seems like it could be bad for the skin. Well. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is known for his fine, smooth skin. Yeah, it's exfoliation, <laughs> right? Um, and then they say there's going to be a shocking elimination challenge um, that they've never done before. Um, but to me, it just looked like maybe donuts. Yeah, I think it were cream puffs or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. It looked like, it looked like eclairs or something. Eclairs, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. 
So that's the show. Awesome. Well, goodbye, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.